Welcome to Biblical Perspectives brought to you by the Ecumenical Catholic Church of Christ. Join your host, Father Dr. Tom Roberts, for discussions about the Bible and related conversations about theology, spirituality, and more. I'm your host, Father Dr. Tom Roberts. You know, are we good today at seeing the signs of the times? The more people that I minister to and talk to in personal relationships, the more confusion I tend to see. There isn't much agreement about what you hear in the news and how to interpret it. Yes, people are skeptical about what they hear from church organizations, news organizations, and just information in general. They may have their favorite internet newspaper or some conspiracy radio program that provides them a lot of unvetted material that they really cannot really tell all the time if it's accurate or not. The American news media has never been listeners as deep of a journalistic experience as the rest of the world has on their media outlets. We've just never majored in that quite as much. Now, it doesn't mean that we haven't had educational programming that certainly has attempted to do a good job and has risen among the fray. But generally speaking, and I listen to a lot of international broadcasting, you generally learn more from overseas broadcasting than you do most American broadcasters. The commercial elements had a war in the 1940s where was the emerging industry, which had been around about 25 years in its present broadcast form, was it going to go and fall into commercial interest or was it going to be an educational tool for our people? There were congressional hearings in the 40s about that particular thing. I do not need to tell you who won out. The commercial stations were required by the time I was in broadcasting to have 7% inspirational programming because that was for the good of the community. Then, of course, you had to have a certain amount of current affairs. And if you did, you were supposed to, as a broadcaster, follow a fairness 
doctrine. Today that fairness doctrine is gone. You don't have to have both sides warring at each other. When deregulation took place in the 1980s and especially from 1992 onward, the corporation, corporate media argued this. They said, well, why can't we just have a religious station uh, that has this demographical outreach to the general public? Why can't we have all news and talk shows? Why can't we have people who love soft rock, hard rock, where they could all have their radio stations that they listen to to hear one commodity. And I think that killed a lot of creativity that had formerly been in the broadcast media because of the fact it all became syndicated programming and your small little local stations were either gobbled up or they signed off the air. And there's still some independent voices out there, but not very many. And so radio began to sound alike, act alike, uh, where everything was done for the ratings. Now, when cable television first came out, there was a wonderful reporter, Jill Doring, on CNN. She used to do Around the World in 80 Minutes, and I think it was actually an hour. And it was well done. But Americans weren't primarily interested in world news. Who cares about Bangladesh? We care about Watergate. Who cares about what goes on in the internal parts of Africa? Well, we have our Hollywood fashions. We have our eye candy. Yes, they do a good job following the teleprompter. But there's much more to news. Knowing how to see what's going on within the story and getting the backstory, having people on the ground, providing the editors who are supposed to be the people who vet the story. You know, in old-time journalism, they went through a seven-tiered approach the editors did to vet a story. They went through three or four proof-reading reads as they would write or rewrite the story. Today, we just rip and read it right off the teleprompter, and fewer and fewer people are responsible for the information that you 
and I listen to. In spite of the World Wide Web, where so much unvetted information is available, and there's a great deal of good information too, with documentaries, and you have journals, and so many things online now that were just unthinkable even 30 years ago. But we don't make use of the material in a right way. You yourself in today's world must understand you have to be your own vetting source. And of course, in this demographical demiurge, as I'll call it, where ratings seem to rule the broadcast and telecasting industry today, part of the difficulty is we have dumbed down American speech to that of a fourth grade level. And that's where the president speaks. And we don't see any harm in it. It is difficult today to speak and think critically and to hold critical argumentation with today's limited and misused vocabulary. Because it does take some sophistication to what we call to advance an argument and nuance the information the way the speaker or the writer intended it to be interpreted. This is not the first society that this phenomenon has ever taken place. It happened in Russia. It happened in Germany when the freedom of the press virtually was taken over by Goebbels and uh, many others. Today we have a corporate media that really has lost its reason to exist largely because of the fact it's based on ratings to make the broadcast industry lots of money. It is not given anymore as a public service. Now, as far as spiritually understanding our times, Isaiah pleaded with the people when he said they fall back in pools of vomit. They cannot see the times in which they live. He said the priesthood has defiled the altar of God and the people are clueless. And he blamed the people in the temple, in the priesthood, in chapter 34, for deliberately deceiving the people. Now, of course, if we go along with the deception, people, aren't we part of the culprit?
say, what are you talking about now, Father Tom? When the Mueller report was made somewhat public, uh, there are parts of it yet that haven't been public information yet. All you get in the media all day long is just, is it against the president? Did it exonerate the president? Or did it mean he was the lowest thing on earth? And both sides just keep the propaganda going. We don't really see what is happening to the American culture, to our faith, to our public discord, I could call it. What is happening is we are divided and we are interpreting the signs of the times by our ideology, not for what the facts represent. One young person under 30 said recently, my politics is everything, not my family, not my church, not my ethics, not my personhood, but my politics is everything. Could this explain why it is so nasty to talk about right versus left? Because it ends up in name-calling, rather than, well, I'm more left on economic development, but more conservative on moral views. I don't think the country should throw its moral base in the trash can just to take on new ideas. And yet, the term liberal the term conservative is just absolutely fighting words if you're on the other side of the paradigm. Truly, a new paradigm is needed that bring us together to deal with the issues that we have in common. And we need to become more educated and critical in our analyses of what's going on today. America is very isolated in many ways from other foreign nations because we don't think we need the relationship with them. I'm not for selling out America in lieu of globalism and that agenda. But let's be careful. In today's worldwide economy, no one nation could be the ship on the hill without the cooperation of other nations. It's not possible. Now, in America, we still have many things going for us a great workforce, natural resources. But we need to work on our critical thinking. We need to work on our analytical skills. 
We need to keep our government and corporate entities in check. We need to boost our civil liberties and push back this huge curtain of deception that we have let envelop and develop in this country where we need to be watched to be safe. Looking for an affordable online school that offers biblical, theological, and liturgical education to prepare you for social justice and ministry? St. Anthony's Liturgical House of Studies has a solution. Visit stanthonysliturgicalhouse.org for a current listing of programs and courses and to register today. I understand our neighbor to the north in Canada. I was listening to the CBC last night, 1010 out of Calgary, CBR, and they were talking about sweeping reforms in the Canadian experience as far as limiting their civil liberties to keep the Canadian people safe. Is that necessary or is it a power grab? Now, the legislation has not passed yet in Canada to tighten down uh, and have these restrictions closer to that of the United States. But we'll see if it passes. We need to understand something. If you give away your right to think, if you give away and advocate your right to speak, someone else will do it for you. That's the lesson of history. God wants his people to think. Read Hosea about my people. They're destroyed of knowledge. They're destroyed. They have the wrong knowledge is his point. And they have a lack of true knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And we have a lack of knowledge today, and we're proud of it. We have become so arrogant as a culture and dumbed down. We actually think it's more humble not to think. Because we wouldn't want to be like one of those Ivy League professors. You don't have to have a PhD to think, folks. You don't have to have a degree to discern the signs of the times in which you live. You have to have an open heart, a mind that thinks, and keen observation. You need to read widely, and you need to ask yourself, How have you landed on the precepts that you have landed on? Why do we believe what we do? It's good for everyone to ask that question. Not in self-doubt or incrimination, but just to make sure that we're being honest 
with ourselves about what we see. We are deeply divided in this culture. Other nations are experiencing very similar divides. We divide over economic issues in the way we see the welfare state in America, whether it be good or evil. We divide over immigration and who has the right to be a part of the American experiment. We divide over religion. We divide over political opinion. How about learning to come together, not in a big major compromise. But let's ask ourselves, are we the same people we once were a generation ago? I don't think so. Many people who are in my age group do not think so. I know that makes me as old as Methuselah, but That's beyond the point of the broadcast. Why do each of us think that life centers around our views? Who do we think we are to take on that type of a mantra? Most people make assumptions about people they've never met, books they've never read, ideologies they've never listened to. Because everyone has a right to their opinion. That may be true that we have a right to it, but does it mean we ought to have that opinion? Well, we don't ask that question. And let me give my audience just a little spiritual insight here in case you haven't thought about it, but you're a smart audience, maybe you have. If it leads you to hatred, if a teaching leads you to exclusivity, if a teaching leads you to think that your views are better than the rest of humanity or that somehow your nation is right because it's your nation or your ethnic heritage is superior to others or your income makes you better or your pedigree speaks for your character. Think Again, are we interested in status or stature? America needs people today who are about stature. There is a ruling elite who has taken the Constitution virtually from us Oh, it's there in form, but it's not there in practice. The founders of this country would roll over in their grave if they knew that we were becoming 
anti-faith based. They'd roll over in their grave if they'd listen to some of the civil discord today. They'd roll over in their grave if they heard people say that the founding fathers wanted a corporate America when they wanted local economic control of the colonies. Yes, separation from church and state, but as Ronald Reagan said, not freedom from religion. And to please new arrivals in this country, this is what we are allowing, which only fosters hatred and discontent. So I ask you once again, are you listening to the signs of the times? Are you paying attention to the attitudes and how the beautiful people in Western civilization are being covered up by hateful bigots? It's popular today to be a victim and to blame other people. Our Lord once said, We're the Galileans, sinners above all else. In the Gospel of Luke, he said, I tell you no, but unless you repent, and he was dealing with a natural disaster, where 18 were killed in the Tower of Siloam when it fell. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. You're all going to die someday. That's powerful. He said they were no greater sinners than anyone else. Are you watching? the signs of the times. I hope so. Because we all should be. Jesus said, I am he in the book of Revelation, who was, who is, who is yet to come. In other words, he has eternity in his hands in the balance. Let us give him thanks and let us turn to the one who can set us free and who can heal the rift and bring us together is my prayer. This is Father Tom Roberts saying thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this week's Biblical Perspectives program. Tune in to the program next Thursday on WBCQ as Father Dr. Tom Roberts continues his discussion about the biblical-related topics. For more information about Biblical Perspectives and the Ecumenical Catholic Church of Christ, visit ecumenicalccc.org. If you happen to be in the Los Angeles or Detroit areas, please be sure to visit the Cathedral of the Archangels and Seraphim Ecumenical Catholic Church of Christ and the Cathedral of St. Anthony. 
to leave a comment, to support the program, or to learn more about Biblical Perspectives, St. Anthony's Cathedral of Liturgical House of Studies, and their sponsor, the Ecumenical Catholic Church of Christ, visit ecumenicalcccc.org. This show, in cooperation with the Ecumenical Church of Christ, was produced by Ricky Insunza and Marty Arredondo of Nightwork Audio, Springtown, Texas.